Blog Talk Radio. Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We start our conversations usually at the beginning of the week on Facebook, then we take it to the Mama's Pearls blog, which is posted at www.mamaspearls.com, and we continue the conversation here on the Mama's Pearls radio show. And what's been happening over the last um, over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of been doing a mini reunion with people from my past who I've worked with in very close ways, and it's been really, really exciting for me, and it's also turned me into somewhat of, you know, somewhat in like this nostalgic phase. And every February that kind of happens, where it's now February 2nd, it's Groundhog Day, and um, signs of an early spring, but here in New York, I really don't believe the groundhog, Um, because my kids are off again on another snow day, but today's not a snow day, it's a nice day. But anyway... February, when we start hitting the time of romance and Valentine's Day and love and all of these things are kind of in the air, it really brings me back to thinking of my past and looking deep inside my heart and saying, is there something in my heart that has been frozen for me? Is there something I need to thaw? Is there some area of my life where I have not followed my heart and have not been in, in, in love with what I'm doing. It's not just for me about do I have somebody to spend Valentine's Day with or not, because I spend many Valentine's Day alone, but it's kind of a deeper practice for me of looking inward in the different areas of my life and saying, where are my lost loves? Am I really, truly pursuing on a path of my my deepest love? And what better way to help celebrate love than um, than with Ariel Ford, who will be joining us in a couple of minutes to talk about her book, The Soulmate Secret, and really about applying the law of attraction to every area of your life. Now, last week, which was part of what I say is a reunion, because I've worked with both Ariel Ford in the past as well as our our special guest on last week's show, last week was Adventure Awaits. And Eric Zalabar, who is the writer of this book, was also the screenwriter for Conversations with God. Conversations with God was a movie that was produced by the company that Ariel and I work for. So... It's been so nostalgic and so wonderful for me to reconnect with these two amazing beings um, and share them and introduce them to the Mama's Pearls community. Now, last week with Adventure Awakes, we talked about Eric's book, um, Saltwater Kathy, which is really a tween adventure novel and just so amazing and fun. And Eric called in from New Orleans, which is where the, <laughs> which is actually the setting of the book. And he was there and he was sitting right in, in um, the French Quarter with the bells going off in the background. And it was just so amazing. We had like a little adventure ourselves. 
And the pearl of last week's show was legendary memories. And when you take this story and you go on the adventure with with um, Eric, you kind of it brings back all these childhood memories. So I highly suggest that everyone um, listen to last week's show, Adventures Awaits. You can listen to any of the past Mama's Pearl shows at the archives at blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls, as well as check out Eric's book at whatagreatbook.com. I mean, now that doesn't stick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else does. So now, now that we're kind of transitioning and full-fledged into the adventure of love, one of the things that I kept thinking about when I was writing writing this week's blog was the law of attraction because, you know, we kind of look at that and it's been reintroduced into the mainstream, you know, probably through through the secret has been, you know, where it's really gone mainstream, but it's been an ancient principle. It's been basically a universal spiritual law for centuries. And when I was kind of examining and going through this like self-reflection period, it brought me back to the question of: Do it? Did I really set up for myself, you know, everything, you know, everything that happened to me? Did I really set it up? And the answer is yes. And that took me a long time to get to that point where I can realize that and kind of take ownership because I don't believe that any of us are passive participants in this life. We are all active participants in shaping our lives with the choices that we make or decide not to make or try and even let happen passively. And this happens in every area of your life. It happens in your love life. It happens in your your family life. It happens in your work life. It happens in your play life. And in order to get to a place where we're truly, truly happy and content, I feel like you have to do the work to be an active participant and consciously make your choices and understand. And when I was reading Ariel's book, The Soulmate Secret, one of the things I truly, truly loved about it was she has all the information in there that you ever need to know about the law of attraction, about you know its origins, as well as taking it and making it practical for you. Because a lot of people talk in spirituality in terms of like the higher concepts of spiritual terms, but then for me, where I, where I kind of get like, you know, feel like I'm hanging off a cliff is I want the practical integration piece. How can I use these tools in my daily life and make things happen? And I remember, like, when I was reading her book, I kept highlighting and underlining, lining, like, every other line and going, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Oh, my God, yes, yes, thank you. And she has everything in here for you to kind of go step-by-step through your life, and you know, she mainly focuses on attracting a soulmate and bringing more love, more love into your life, and and draws from her own experience for having to do this. But it translates in every single way across the board. My personal experience with Ariel from being a co-founder of the Spiritual Cinema Circle was that she is a total master attractor. I mean, watching her in action, I learned so much from her. And she actually did an interview with one of my really good friends and who's been a regular on the Mama's Pearls radio show, Masha, yesterday for her future and it just reminded me at just how amazing and a master this this woman is. Ariel is absolutely no joke. She's been in the she's been working and forging an incredible career for herself 
Uh, I think probably ever since that she was told that she could start working, she probably pursued that and attracted to her some of the greatest spiritual teachers in the world today that we all that we all know and love, including Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen. I mean, everyone who's anybody in this field, she has worked with and knows and has a personal relationship with. And I remember just literally learning from her every single day when we were found, finding the spiritual cinema, cinema circle. And one thing that I always took away from her was exactly how clear she was with her intent and how clear she was with her boundaries and knew exactly what she needed to do. And aside from that, she was never afraid to do the work. I mean, this woman is a total workhorse and can make anything happen and move any mountain, and I'm not I'm not just kidding. You know, I really learned so much from her, and I am so honored to welcome Arielle Ford to the Mama's Pearls radio show. I've also had the opportunity to meet her husband and soulmate, Brian, and he is just such a doll, and, um, and him and my daughter have, like, a personal connection, which we can talk about, too, but it was just the most adorable thing to watch. So with that, I'm so happy to introduce you all to Miss Arielle Ford. Arielle, are you with us? I am, Cynthia. Thanks for having me on. Oh, hello, my dear. It's my pleasure. This has been, I, I mean, I was just so excited when I, the second I thought about planning any sort of love or Valentine's Day show, I was like, Ariel, 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 Ariel has to be on the show immediately. Now, let's make it happen. So thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing this time with us. And also for your amazing piece of literature called The Soulmate Secret. Um, you know, I'm sure you were just kind of listening to my spiel, and I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about your own your own practice with the law of attraction. Um, I was really fortunate to be introduced to um, these manifestation techniques back in the mid-'80s. And back then, I don't remember calling them the law of attraction. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what we called them, but it wasn't really till the movie The Secret came out that that phrase right. seemed to become very popular. And there were many right. different techniques. And, and every time I learned one, I would use it and apply it to my own life. And I was always so happy when they worked. And they all worked really, really well. That's how I built my business. So I spent, you know, good 12 years working with these, building my business, watching it work. I used it for everything from career to finding homes to finding friends to going on vacations. It was very magical. And then one day when I was 43, I woke up and realized I'd never gotten married and decided to see if I could apply these powerful techniques to my love life. And and they worked. They worked brilliantly. Within six months, I manifested Brian Three weeks after we met, we got engaged, and a year later, we had three weddings. And then uh, I didn't really think about <laughs> any of this for a long time. I had manifested all the things that I wanted, but I didn't think about you know, manifesting a soulmate any more than my own personal needs. And uh, about 10 years into my marriage, my sister asked me to give a 45-minute talk to a couple hundred of her coaches about how I had manifested Brian. And uh, I sat down, I made nine pages of notes of all the things that I could remember, gave this little talk, and when it was all over, I had hundreds of people asking me for a book. 
And I still didn't want to write a book because I'd already done six, and I, was, I thought I was done writing books. So I created an Internet product, um, which is now updated and still exists at soulmatekit.com. And once uh, the kit was out there for a while, HarperCollins called and said, we love the Soulmate Kit, will you turn it into a book? So that's how I went from being a publicist marketing person to where I am today, <laughs> which is spending uh, a lot of time talking about how to manifest love. Right. Well, I, I mean, you've more than earned your seat among all the other spiritual teachers who regularly appear at, you know, all the the New Age conferences in, in Omega. You know, it's, I think for you it's just more like finding the right topic that you wanted to put out there and that was really personal for you. And, um, you know, and just having to know Brian and see you and him together and in action, it's just... It's just a, such a cool beacon for a lot of a lot of people, and I think around Valentine's Day is kind of when a lot of people feel really lonely if they're not with somebody, or even if they're with somebody, like why aren't they feeling the happiness that they should feel about celebrating this holiday? You know, why do you think people kind of get, you know, hold themselves back in the area of of love and being loved? Yeah, that's a great question, and it really comes down to. Uh, a set of negative beliefs, and there's a variety of them, but pretty much it's something like, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too broke, I'm too damaged, or my favorite one, all the good ones are taken. And this is just absolutely not true. I mean, you can choose to believe it if you want, and you will get to be right, but you will not get to be happily in love. Uh, Right now there are close to 7 billion people alive on the planet, about half of them are single. You only need one. <laughs> Statistically, right, there's got to be favorite. someone out there, right? But, but, you know, my, my grandmother always said there's a lid for every pot. And, and that not, not only is that true, there are many lids for your pot. Mm-hmm. There isn't even just one. There's another myth out there that uh, we each only get one big love in a lifetime, which is another lie. I've heard it's five. Not- yeah, no, yeah, none of that's five. true. There's no limit on it. There's, there, we live in in an abundant universe, just like there's enough air for you to breathe every day and there's enough water for you to drink every day. There is enough love for you, but it has to start with you. You have to first choose to believe that you're worthy of love and start practicing self-love. And if you don't want, if you see that you're resistant to loving yourself, this is why God invented therapists and coaches. You know, if you right. can't love yourself, you need help, okay? Right. And you should get right. help because there's no reason not to love yourself. And if you would take just a couple of minutes to look at the people that are in your life, you know, whether it's family or friends or coworkers, you will find people who love you. And if you can take right. some of your uh, appreciation and gratitude for them and start placing some of that on them and focusing on the love you have for them, you'll start to become a magnet for more love in your life. Right. And I think that, you know, so many people do need those reminders. And I have no shame running back to my mommy and daddy and being, (laughs) remind me why you love me again, because, you know, the whole world seems to be working against me. And your support system will support you in that in that space and lift you up. One of the things you talk about in the book that resonated so deeply with me is this whole like attract like theory about, you know, that's that's 
synonymous with the law of attraction and really what it means and kind of like you're going to attract someone that's going to fit you at the level that you're at. So if you don't clear yourself up and do your work and unblock your heart and you're in a low-level place, you're going to attract a low-level person. So how and you give some really great tips and meditation techniques to, to kind of help boost yourself up so you can meet somebody in a higher higher state. Yeah, well, it's like Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. <laughs> you know, Be the lover you wish to attract. Uh, so one of the first places to begin is with forgiveness. You know, we all need to forgive right. ourselves for the, the mistakes we believe we've made in the past in relationships, and we need to forgive those that we judge as having done us wrong. So forgiveness right. is, is the number one step, and that's the one people want to skip over. Oh, no, let's just that's in the past. Let's forget that. But you don't want to start using these powerful techniques on top of old baggage. You know, you want right. to do a little self-healing first. You know, okay, well, I've been divorced three times, and each of my exes all had the same ugly pattern. It was whatever it was. And if you see that you haven't been able to fix this on your own, then find someone to work with to help you work through these patterns. You know, I always tell people, when my laptop breaks down, I do not get out the screwdriver. I call Steve, Steve, my tech guy, because I know Steve knows how to fix my laptop. I don't know how to fix my laptop. You know, so if you've got years and history and patterns of bad relationships, don't expect one book to have all the magic answers. What the Soulmate Secret can do is absolutely show you how to manifest really anything, but in this case a soulmate. But if you've got an underlying commitment to being with somebody who's going to cheat on you, betray you, do you harm in some way, you know, then find someone to work with to work through this before you even start manifesting so you can bring in somebody who's in your highest and best good. Yeah, I think that is so key to just get really honest with yourself because a lot of times when we get hurt and burned in past relationships, we don't want to go back there. We just want to move forward and move as quickly as we can and move on to the next relationship. But really, again, to bring yourself into that higher state of relationship with somebody and with yourself, most importantly, like you say, it all starts with yourself, is to do that clearing and to open your heart. And now when you basically have done that, then you can make room to love with what with what I love in your book that you call it's time to start feathering your nest. Yes, feathering the nest is a really fun part of the process. I because love it. it re- yeah, well, <laughs> it requires a couple of different things. One piece of it is clearing out the negative energy in your home from, from your ex or your past lovers because everywhere we go, we leave energy. And so you want to either hire a professional feng shui expert or energy worker to do it for you, or you can easily do it yourself. You can use the Native American technique of smudging, or you can simply on a sunny day open all the doors and windows and take a broom and with your imagination sweep the past out the front door and out the back door and blow it out the windows and literally see it leaving. It's that simple to do. And then you want to create... um, a really inviting environment. So you want to get rid of clutter, you know, wherever the clutter is. You want to take the mementos from past relationships and put them away. I didn't say throw them away. You don't need to throw them away, but you do need to put them away. You don't want a date coming into your house 
and looking at pictures saying, oh, who's that guy you're with and is, is that Corfu? And you're telling him the story of your honeymoon. That is not the way to be right. dating, okay? So you want right. to get the mementos. And if you're divorced and living with children and in these pictures is the children's father, obviously you can't put all those pictures away. Your kids will go crazy. So create one space in your house that's for family pictures only so that the kids can have pictures with their dad in one section of the house, but you don't have to be looking at that everywhere you go all day long. The next part of that process is to literally create space. And by that I mean create empty space in the closet so they would have somewhere to hang a few pieces of clothing. And even if you're thinking to yourself, I'm never ever going to live in this place with my new soulmate, it doesn't matter. Nature of well, I, I, th- I think a lot of women start with, with I'm not sharing my closet. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Closet, and, 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 right. and, you know, if, if that's how you feel, I'm not sharing my closet, well, guess what? You may not get to share your life, you know? And and I know people who live in New York City have a particular issue with this, (laughs) and I understand that, and and I'm not saying, I'm just a couple of inches. Put some space there. Make sure that one drawer in the dresser is empty. (laughs) Make sure the nightstand on their side of the bed is empty. And if there is no nightstand on their side of the bed, there needs to be one. It doesn't have to be an exact replica to what you have, but it does need to be the same height. There has to be something there. Uh, and then make a little space in the medicine cabinet. You know, this is this is a message that you're sending to the universe that I am ready right now today to have my the love of my life walk in the door. Right. And that's what this practice right. is about. One of the things that that I love with this practice, I mean, you can kind of take the same steps and apply it to different things. So if you want to welcome more success in your in your work life, clear a space for that. You know, declutter your your work life, declutter your desk, make rooms. You know, get your files in order, put your old stuff and old clients, you know, away. It's the same. It's the same process. You know, and and there too, you still need to work you know, with your heart about getting to your point where you can, that you're ready to take the next level and the next jump in your career. And, and you, Ariel, you kind of, you kind of work in reverse. I mean, a lot of, a lot of women, they go for the love first and then maybe they fit in the, to, in the career aspect. You know, you had it where you, you thought, thought the career aspect first and then had to fit in love. You know, I just think it's it's very interesting um, having having that because a lot of women and men these days are not getting married until later in life, so they can get their career aspects and career aspects set up. You know, how do you kind of advise people to make room for every single part of the life that they want? Well, sometimes you can't. I mean, that's just the the reality. (laughs) You have to ask yourself, is this the right time for me to manifest the love of my life? For instance, my sister is single right now, and she chooses to be. Her son is 16 and a half. Uh, He's going to be a senior next year, and then he's going to college. And she has deliberately decided that she wants these last 18 months with him uh, to be just the two of them. She doesn't want to introduce somebody new into his life. And so she's consciously waiting till he goes off to college to focus on her love life. So it's a conscious right. choice. This isn't, you know, people live like, you know, your love life is, is your uh, a pinball in a machine and whatever happens, happens. Now you can live your life that way, but you may end up homeless. 
You know, you don't do that with your career. When you know, oh, I need a job, you put your resume together, you network, you go on interviews, you get focused, you know what kind of job you want, what kind of salary package, and you make it happen. It's the same process with love. You decide, now is the time for me. I'm ready. I have the time and space to nurture another. This is my deepest desire. I'm willing to put a little time, energy, intention, and attention on making it happen. I'm not going to wait for the person to magically appear. I'm going to get clear about the kind of relationship I want. And then you co-create with the universe. So... uh, it's not it's not always in your best interest to have all of it all all at once. Well, what's funny about that, you know, looking back in my experience in, in meeting my husband, I met him my third year of law school at a time where I kind of, I did my work. I was, like, happy to be independent. I was really not looking for a relationship at all, and literally I, I went and knocked on his door. And, like, the, the funny thing about it, because I know a lot of women get so hung up on the details about the when and, oh, my God, and everybody they meet, you know, they think they're the one without, like, just letting things, like you say, co-create with the universe and let things happen naturally, stop putting so much pressure on on just, you know, on the end result, but enjoying the process, because I always find that love and, you know, and opportunities, even in business or, you know, elsewhere, happen when you least expect them to. It's so true. And someday I want to hear the whole story of how you guys came together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. I mean, you know, we met on we met on New Year's Eve from my cousin. Craig was best friends with one of my cousins who's been on the show too, Dr. Joanna Dolgoff, and we had never met growing up. And literally, it was um, 1999. It was my third year of law school. My cousin invited me out to a party. I really didn't want to go. I called my mom, and my mom was like, "Go. You'll never know who you meet, who you meet." And I literally met <laughs> Craig that night. Well, I'm glad I'm glad your mom was being your intuition then because I can't tell you how many stories I've heard from people who said, oh, uh, you know, I, I did want to go, but something in me told me to go, and that's when I met the love of my life. Right, right. You just never, never know when, you know, who's going to open up the door, if, but you still have to take the, the active steps to walk up to it and knock it, and like you said, opening up a space in your life, in your heart, in your home um, for love. So, you know, I, I just find that the, the lessons and the techniques and the knowledge that you share in your book, The Soulmate Secret, is so, it's so grounded and so practical and just can help people in every area of your life. And I've already um, given out a couple of copies of the book because when I asked you for a copy of the book, you guys wound up sending me free. So oh, good. <laughs> like, Fantastic. I'm so happy to share it because the people who really um, need it, they've been showing up for me. And it's just, you know, it's amazing. So um, I'm just thrilled that you're able to share this time with us. And I really did want to just end end your time because I know you have to run off for more interviews um, with a few of our Come Tell Mama questions. It's kind of a, a switching gears. Okay. But... But I want to know for you, when you're not helping everybody else find their love, what is your luxury indulgence? Oh, um, reading. Reading. There's nothing I like better than uh, lying in a quiet place and just reading. It's just the best. I don't get to do it very often, and I don't mean reading for work. I mean just like a good 
piece of uh, uh, a mystery or a thriller or something like that. Love it. Which of the following would you choose if you could only pick one? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life, or the best sleep of your life? Oh, um, uh, okay, sex, yeah. <laughs> be honest it's, it's it's february it's the it's the month of love it's fine yeah. um what is your favorite movie genre uh uh stupid comedies you know like, stupid comedy. like uh, not just comedies yeah. no just <laughs> comedies. Stupid, stupid silly comedy like wedding crashers <laughs> oh stupid i love that funny. movie yeah me too that movie's awesome. When it comes to food, do you prefer sweet or salty? Sweet. Mm-hmm. It's my girl. And what do you consider your most beautiful feature? My feet. Really? Yeah, I have great feet. Wow, I am actually jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time on, on you know my year of asking people that question that I'm actually jealous. Um, and what is the best advice that your mama, the most beautiful Sharon, has given you? Um, that I could do anything I wanted to do, you know, that it, that anything was possible. I had no limitations. And that has to be why, at your root, you are the master manifester, because for you there was no no such thing as no, or I can't, or it shouldn't, or it's not going to happen. You kind of had that ingrained in you that you can do anything. And my guess is that we've just kind of even seen the beginning of what you're going to be doing in this world and in this space. Um, and I'm just so happy and honored to not only have had the privilege to work alongside you, but to, to be witness to your, process, your own process and what you have been manifesting. It's been amazing. Thanks. And I want to mention one, two things before we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody wants to get the book, it's at soulmatesecretbook.com, soulmatesecretbook.com, and there's lots of free gifts that come with it. And I've got uh, a free 11-day online teleseminar series uh, starting on Valentine's Day called the Ultimate Soulmate Summit with 20 of the world's top teachers on how to manifest love, and that's at soulmatesummit.net. Love it, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw that posting, and I'm sure that is just going to be setting out such huge vibes out into out into the space, um, and it's going to be beautiful. What what is just quickly? Um, what is your best advice for parents in guiding their children in using the law of attraction? Wow, I've never thought about that, but I can't imagine why you wouldn't teach it to them. You know, I mean, the the, um, the law of attraction simply states that we draw to us the people, places, and experiences that match our state of being. So I have no idea why you wouldn't take right. that to a child. I don't know. You'll have to yeah. try it out and tell me. Yeah, exactly. My little kids are like the guinea pigs for all yeah, these exactly. little things. It's awesome. You know, just one of the things, and I'll continue talking about that if you know if you need to go. But you know, one of the things I've just really learned to do as a mom is step back and just trust my children that they're going to attract to them what they need. You know, because I find that you know each relationship and each experience in our lives is is 
who has these lessons built in. And I might not be able to see or understand why they're in situations that they're in, but, you know, same goes for me. I can't understand sometimes the situations I'm, I'm in until afterwards. So I think, like, a big part of that for parents is just trusting in your children's own process and inner guides and then, you know, chiming in like my mom and saying, go, you'll never know who you'll meet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, yeah. Cynthia. It's been so great talking Thank to you. you. I'm so sorry much. I got a scoot. Go ahead, honey. I'm right. so happy Take that care. you were here. Thank you. Bye. Diane. So that was Miss Ariel Ford. And again, if you have not, if you don't know Ariel, you should, you can definitely check her out. Again, she's at the soulmatesecretbook.com. She's also on Facebook. She's on Twitter. I mean, she, she knows how to, how to put herself out there. That's one thing when I was working with her, I was so, so just amazed at how brilliant she was at it. I mean, she really is the master attractor as far as um, being, the, you know, one of the top publicists in the spiritual spiritual space. And, you know, I've learned so much from her and so much through my own experience about the law of attraction and about, you know, being very clear with my intention to, to just, you know, to just... I and trust myself. You know, my 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 whole thing this year, and, and looking back and kind of in February and going back and doing my 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 historical review of my past loves, my past lovers. You know, the relationships that I've had that maybe haven't been so beneficial to me, and kind of understanding those lessons. And like Ariel says, like forgiving myself for certain situations with past boyfriends um, and in past friendships. And then kind of coming to a place of acceptance with that and, and seeing the beautiful gifts that I have learned and how we call we call forth exactly what we need in that moment um, and in that time and in that person and in that friendship. And for me, going forward this year, like trust is, is a huge issue. And I had a, um, I had a reading done the other day, and the key message for me was to trust, to trust that I, that I am playing my part in the universe's plan, to also trust that the universe has a much bigger and greater plan than I can even conceive to myself. But at the same time, knowing enough to take responsibility to step up to the plate and become an active player. You can't just kind of let life go by. Um, or you can, but then you're kind of missing it. Um, and for me, you know, I've definitely... <laughs> action has never been my problem. I've, I've never been really afraid to jump into, into everything. But having that, adding that element of trust, that knowing that everything's going to be okay, knowing that I'm going to, you know, to grow from my experiences. And particularly for me... With my children, it's a matter of trusting them and trusting myself that that they chose me to be their moms, and I fully, fully believe that kids pick their parents, and it's a contractual agreement that they have coming into this world um, that we agree to be with each other in a parent-child relationship and trusting them in their own process because every time I, I just sit back and I pull myself out of their out of their little world that they have going on and I just watch and observe, I'm constantly amazed 
and often like cracking up at them. Like they're just the most hysterically funny, adorable children and they have it they have a pretty pretty you know, they've got a lot going on themselves. So when I remove myself out of of their way and just kind of be a guide for them and teaching them you know, how to trust themselves, I think really think that's the best service that I can do as a parent. And I remember just, you know, using Arielle's techniques that she, that she laid out in the book about creating a space even for my children to come in. You know, a lot of women, they get, um, you know, when once they get married or even if they're not married, like we heard from Stacy, who's a single mom who wrote um, Just You and Me, Kid, but wanting to have a child in your life you have to make space for that, too. And like Ariel said with her sister Debbie, um, you know, she knows that love isn't in, in the air for her right now because she wants to spend time with, with her children. But going back to the time when my husband and I were, were married, and we were married for about, I think, four or five years before we had before we got pregnant. And in that time, we were very clear that we wanted to maximize that time to build the foundation of our relationship to travel and just kind of enjoy being newlyweds living in, in New York City. And, um, and you know, he was ready to have kids sooner than I was. And I know it took me a long time to kind of open that doorway for my son to come in and to really be um, be honest with myself about was I ready to be a mom. I always knew growing up that I wanted to have a family and that I wanted children, but when it came time to be a reality, you know, I think a lot of people have that where it's like they set out things that they want for themselves and then when it's like there for the taking, you're kind of like, oh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Is that what I really wanted? Um and you know, but yeah, I knew I knew when it was really time that it would happen. But I took active steps to kind of clear my own myself, you know, ready. I mean, obviously, a child comes in through this world literally through your body. So there's a lot more body work and getting in tune with yourself that needs to happen in order for for a soul to cram its way in there. And, you know, I remember I was really focused. We were, we were you know, I think in our second year with the Spiritual Cinema Circle, and that was a rather intense process. You know, we basically formed form the circle. It was Ariel, myself, Anna Dara, Stephen Simon, and Gay Hendricks. And it was, you know, a party of five or six. And, you know, me, I'm not the math wizard, really trying to get that business off the ground. And every single meeting that we had in conference call, because we did everything virtually because we're all based around the world, but every single meeting that we had, we used the law of attraction to basically set intentions about what we wanted to happen with the circle and to put it out there with love. And I was so engrossed in that, like 24-7, and I really wanted my career, and that was a big part of my career, staking a claim as, you know, in the spiritual cinema genre, that I, I didn't know if it was the right time to have a child. And, you know, I had a lot of back and forth. And when you put the mixed messages out to the universe like that, you know, guess what? You're going to get kind of false positives. And what was happening, like it wasn't until I... I finally, I think I was talking, I don't remember if it was with Stephen or my mom, and it was just like, you know, it was like you can manage both, 
you know, you'll see that um, that the business stuff is going to happen on its own. I didn't need to put devote all of myself to it to make it happen. It was already it was already got traction and it was already happening that I could kind of step back for a little bit and take some time to have a child. And that being, you know, my partners being who they were, that my child would be most welcome into the space and that they would give me the room to be a mother and have that time. And that's exactly what happened. And I remember doing this ritual, um, getting ready to have a baby, where I was like put on this like deep. This it was kind of like a tribal spiritual meditation music, and I and I kind of can't believe I'm, I'm sharing this, but I feel like it's important for people to understand the the actual practice and rituals to help manifest um, your intent. And you know, doing doing this ritual and taking, and then I remember t- like soaking and taking a long hot hot bath with um, bath salts and just getting really relaxed, put any sort of work thought or any other thought outside my head, and I really just kind of put it out to the universe that, okay, I was ready to receive my child. And that was that was it for me. Then in came baby, and um, and it turned. You know, my my son turned out better than <laughs> I could ever imagine. And I think that you know anyone who's a parent realizes that when you look into the eyes of your child, it's 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 just better than you could have ever imagined every single day. And I think that um, you know that one of the other things that I learned was being in such a rush for a lot of people to have a child is um or to get into a relationship like you forget the flip side of that when when that does happen when you do have your child when you do have your your love your soulmate it's a whole new ball game like everything everything changes the dynamics are changed you have to now like work them into your life you know being a mom especially a new you know first time mom it is all consuming and totally throws your world into 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 a whack wacky space you know it's unlike anything <coughs> excuse me Excuse me, February phlegm. Um, but it it is unlike anything you've done before. So and it takes all these different creative parts of you to figure out, and it's exhausting. And a lot of times when you're first starting a relationship, you know that's hard to figure out too. When you're embarking on a life for somebody, you've met somebody, you're in love, you know that's great, and you want to you know spend the rest of your life together. That's also a lot to figure out. You know, one of the things that Ariel also says in her book is that it shouldn't be so difficult. Like when you meet your soulmate, you should be so feeling so so comfortable with that person. You shouldn't be feeling awkward or shy or not yourself. It's when when you meet your soulmate, you can really get to a point where you can shine the brightest. And that person's not going to want to dim your light. That person is going to want you to shine, and they're going to be shining as well because you're meeting on that level. So even though that part is is there and comfortable, it's like having a baby. It's like it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole new new relationship and love and dynamic to figure out and to lay the bricks for and to navigate. And it's not it's not always easy. No matter how much you love someone, even the people who are the most in love in the world. You're going to have your arguments. You're going to have your disagreements. You're going to have to figure out. It's like, you know, that's why they say, like, kind of be careful what you wish for, or what Stephen Simon always says, which I love, which I think is drawn from from 
you know, a different a different pearl of wisdom, but I don't know the exact source, is that once you declare yourself like I want to be in love, I want to have a baby, I want to I want to, you know, be a, a mega bajillionaire. You know, once you declare yourself, everything unlike it comes into your space. And I think that, you know, that's part of kind of the test, like, yeah, sure you really want this, but it's also part of the growth process of stepping into your next level of really attracting that next level of of being for you. So, you know, it can be really fun. It can be really disheartening. Um, like I said, you can have a lot of false positives even once you put that intent out there where, you you know, you did the work with the, the law of attraction. You did all the, the steps and the keys in Ariel's book, and then you meet someone and it turns out where you don't get married or you don't, you know, you've, you focus on that result and, you know, it doesn't happen. So there can be a lot of disappointment throughout this process. But, again, from in speaking from my personal experience, it's more of coming to that place of trust. That even each you know, not to see not to see those experiences or quote disappointments as a failure, but a learning process, as a growth process, as a thank you, sir, but I need to kind of step up my own my own game and my own heart so I can take it to the next level and meet somebody that I'm I'm so comfortable with and who's going to love me for me because I love myself. So I was so happy to to have Ariel Ford on the show today and to introduce you all. And I would love to hear also your feedback of how working with the law of attraction has has helped you and helped guide you in your life and in your love. And as we kind of go about through you know, throughout this month of February on Mama's Pearls, we're going to be continuing to celebrate that which we love. For me, I think February, I think love, I think romance, I think music, I think film. Those are my loves. So this entire month is going to be dedicating and setting the mood for love. So hope you will be continuing to join us. Again, you can listen to this broadcast or any of the past Mama's Pearls shows on blogtalkradio.com dot blogtalkradio.com slash mama's pearls and just scroll through the archives and pick something that that calls to you. Uh, I did I actually before I did the blog this week there should be an article that's going to be listed on Bella Life called Love Letters that is also written with Ariel Ford. So I invite you all to check to check that out as well. Again, you can find me on email at CynthiaMamasPearls.com or you can follow us on SynTweet on Twitter. The blog and any of the past blogs of Mama's Pearls can be found at www.MamasPearls.com. And again, this is Cynthia of Mama's Pearls reminding you to enjoy your children, enjoy your family, <laughs> say I love you, and remember that when you invoke the law of attraction, you are setting a statement to yourself and to the universe that you want to attract a life that's better than you can even dream. You are a wonderful manifester. Everything in your life you have called for you. So why not take it to the next level? Do your work. Do not be afraid of it. And trust your heart. The pearl of the, the pearl of the week this week is to plug into your heart, and your heart will never steer you wrong. Have a great week, everybody.